It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Monday, August 7th, 2023, with your hosts, Zach, that guy, and me, Ray. How the hell's everybody today? Happy Monday, everyone. All right, Pops, let's jump right in. We're going to be talking about the auto industry's ugly secret, the way that they keep car prices Hi, and we are going to kick things off, Dad, talking yes. about fleet sales, commercial sales. Fleet sales have been the buoy for automakers. I like that. I think that's the right appropriate use of that word. Yeah. Fleet Could sales be. have been the buoy for automakers. As we've seen downward pressure on new car and... It's almost like it's the life preserver. The life preserver. That's what I meant to say. Fleet sales. Dad, we're going to spend the beginning of today's shows talking about that. July fleet sales rebound approaching pre-pandemic levels. Wow. We have seen the uptake in vehicles, new vehicles sold to fleets, which would be commercial fleets, government fleets, and rental car companies, go up significantly. And the share of new vehicles sold each month so far this year has gone up significantly month over month over month. More yes. than one in five new cars sold in the United States is not going to a retail customer. Instead, it's going to a fleet customer. Uh, why, why would that be? I don't, let's, here, let's read what uh, uh, Cox Automotive has to say. Sales into large fleets, not including sales into dealer and manufacturer fleets, increased 34.5% year over year in July to 171,000 units. July fleet volume rebounded to less than 2% below pre-pandemic levels seen in 2019. I'm going to jump ahead just for a quick moment. We can see fleet sales compared to rental or retail sales, Dad. Look at this gap. Blue is fleet. Yeah. Orange is retail. Fleet sales have been outpacing retail sales for a long time here. Ever since, I mean, this was pandemic. Fleet sales took a nosedive. Retail sales rebounded. Fleet sales rebounded significantly. And now we've seen this upward trend in automakers selling their cars to fleets. Why would this be a area of focus for automakers? That fleet sales aren't supposed to be profit centers for them, are they? Well, they're not nearly as profitable as, as regular retail sales. Um, you know, there are much larger discounts involved, especially when the manufacturers sell directly to some of these fleet uh, customers. Um, what it shows is that is that the chip crisis is really behind us and it, and that the manufacturers now have the capability of producing uh, enough fleet vehicles for their fleet customers. So it's as retail sales have stayed somewhat flat, retail meaning retail to the final customer, you and me, yeah. not large corporations or government entities or anything like that. Um, since retail sales have remained somewhat flat, the only way they can increase their sales and, and utilize the chips that they now have available is to start producing in greater volume those fleet vehicles and that's exactly what they're doing and and so they're using the chips for retail customers in their higher profit margin higher trim level higher priced vehicles and for the fleets well they're typically the lower profit margin in many cases lower content vehicles 
Um, so yeah, they're artificially keeping the price to you and me, the regular folks out there. And yes, I think we're regular. They're also uh, doing this then. They're yeah. also pumping up their quarterly results and their revenue. A justification, or I'll pull it up on the screen just a, just a second. A justification for why prices should stay high for automakers is look, sales are up, sales are up, sales yes. are up. The moment you start to peel that onion back, which we've been doing since Go January. under the hood is another way to say it, right? Whoa! The moment look at you go you. under the hood, what do you see? Well, if it's if it's uh, an electric vehicle, you see a frunk. No, <laughs> what I mean is you see a lot of growth yes. in sales for new cars. Yes, but primarily for fleets, not for retail. Mm -hmm. And so when you start to look at that, there's two justifications for automakers, two reasons why fleets become a bit of a dirty secret for how they can justify higher uh, new car prices. One is what you were saying; they're going to allocate their chips. They're going to make the fleet cars because people yes. are buying them great, but that's going to be the low entry level options and then they're going to allocate the chips that they have to the bigger more expensive options and the other one is hey guys everything's good people keep buying our expensive ones so why would we change it we keep selling vehicles and, and it, you're right it's not till you go get under the hood to realize who they're selling the vehicles to and we could see it that when we looked at i mean here i'll pull it up on the screen so that we can all take a peek the the headlines in automotive news for last month's um uh, sales results. Toyota, Ford, Honda, Hyundai sales advance as buoyant economy drives market rebound. Strong economy and improving stockpiles help push light vehicle deliveries up 15% in July. Sure, they're up 15%, but what what was actually up 34.5%? Mm. Fleet sales. Yes. <laughs> so the headlines are going to continue to read. I mean, I don't know for how long. I don't know how for how long government fleets, commercial fleets, and rental car companies can keep buoying be that life preserver for the numbers. But this is a justification for the OEMs to say, happy times, good times, why would we change anything? I'm pretty sure the rental car companies will will continue um, purchasing vehicles because, you know, for the longest time, they were, they were um, buying one- and two-year-old pre-owned vehicles to then utilize as rental cars because they couldn't, they couldn't replace their existing fleet of vehicles with new vehicles yep. from the manufacturers. So <clears throat> they are still in buy mode because they want to get rid of, you know, typically they would turn their, their uh, rental cars to the, take them to the auction and turn them at about 50,000 miles. Well, today, you know, it's like 75, 80,000 miles. They don't want to keep a car that long. They don't want to put that many miles on. So, I, I think you will continue to see your rental car companies prop up sales for quite some time. Now, this is interesting. So, Colin, whoops. And yes, Mel, I was running on the boardwalk Sunday. Next time, say hi. Colin says, would you recommend going to rental companies to purchase their used inventory then? We have mixed emotions when it comes to purchasing used cars from rental car companies. Unfortunately, because rental car companies do things, and keep me honest here, Pops, they do things all in-house. And what I mean by that is the maintenance is done in-house. Any repairs are done in-house. You don't really have- body shop repairs are done in-house. So a lot of stuff is not reported to Carfax. Um, and they're beat. Those cars, especially today, when, when you know, the cars that they're getting rid of are the cars that have 70, 80,000 miles on, those cars are beat. I mean, just- you know, ridden hard and put up wet. Um, it's so, you know, if you do it, do it at your own risk. Yeah, we're not. Get a pre-purchase inspection and then and then go buy something else. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
you okay one other thing on the rental cars and then we'll switch gears if a rental car so you can typically see on a car fax of a vehicle was a rental car if it's being sold at a dealership that's a concern because you've always said this those rental car companies like hertz they do direct to consumer sales yeah and they sell their best rental cars directly to consumer they send their worst to the yeah. auction the, the cream of the crop i mean the cream of the crap right. yeah goes goes to the auction and then and then uh, unsuspecting dealers who really know better are buying them. Yep, exactly, exactly. All right, so we're talking about how this keeps uh, new car prices relatively high. We did see in July, Dad, a little bit of downward pressure on new car prices. We'll talk about used cars a bit more tomorrow, but new used car prices appear to be going down as well. A new vehicle's average transaction price in July declined 0.7% from June. The initial <laughs> average transaction price estimate for July is estimated to be only $48,000. Only. $344. The average transaction price gained Can a I little, say one thing? Yeah, go for I it. am so glad I am not an average person. Yeah, man. I would not spend that kind of money for a car. And I have not spent that kind of money for a car. I'm with you, man. Yeah, I mean, that. that's just... That's, I mean, even when I was managing accurate dealerships, no. (laughs) We're going to look at a few examples that are pretty interesting here that tie back to incentives. The average transaction price gained a little ground on the average MSRP, but remained below the average MSRP. That means vehicles, new cars are transacting below MSRP, which they should in the current market. Automakers spent on average 5.5% more on incentives in July to an average of 21.48 per vehicle, up 83% from last year. This is the dichotomy of the stories that are being spun. New car sales are buoyant and, yeah. and doing great. We know that the life preserver are fleet sales. Yes. And then on the flip side, you have an 83% increase <laughs> in incentive spend. Why would automakers have to increase incentives? Because, uh, well, people are having a hard time affording the vehicles. Because people aren't and, buying them. And may I say one other thing? on, And I know we don't normally deal with the electric vehicles in this channel, but the average incentive for an electric vehicle last month was over $4,000. Over $4,000. I mean, that's, that's double what it is for an ICE vehicle. Do you want to see the insanity in, in real life? You, you know, I was hoping, I, I was hoping for you to share a real life insanity with me. All right. We got the link right there in the bottom, caredge.com, if you want to look at this as well. This is truly the insanity of what's going on in today's market. If you come here to the website, oh, whoops, I'm running into, all right, there we go, the computer's giving me a fritz. If you come to the website, yes. click on the trusted dealer. We're doing the sales event this Saturday up in Staten Island. I'm going new. And this is the insanity, Dad, of what's actually going on with our automakers. Whoops, let me, let me hit refresh. There we go. Jeep, not keep. Ooh, uh, you can't even spell today. Um, um, it's, it's going a little rough this morning. Yeah. Jeep Grand Cherokee, Dad. Yeah. Some of the incentives I want to do from a trim perspective, I want to look at their most expensive trim, the Summit and the Summit Reserve. Okay. Let me pull up a Summit Reserve as well if they've got one. Cool. Look at the prices for these vehicles. This is the insanity. Look at 22,790. It's tiny down there. There are some vehicles out there. Yes. That have an MSRP. Of seventy nine thousand, eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, and you're talking about electric vehicles. Yeah, dealer discount of nearly five grand and up to eighteen thousand dollars 
and additional incentives from the automakers. These wow. are lease incentives, but yeah. still, eighteen thousand twenty round up twenty three thousand dollars, and it's still go back to average transaction price, still well above. It's still ten thousand dollars above, or nine thousand dollars above the average transaction price today. That's insane. Um, that's yeah, insane. But but it's ridiculous. But that's what it's going to take to sell those units. Are they selling these into fleets? Are they selling the electric vehicles into fleets? Well, you know, remember when Hertz made that big uh, announcement that they they uh, placed an order for a hundred thousand Teslas? Yeah. Well, they they've taken delivery at twenty thousand. <laughs> um, so. You know, would <clears throat> would local dealers like to convince Hertz to maybe buy some of these cars or Enterprise or who? Yeah, sure. Yeah, they'd like to. They they're hopeful. Wow. Um, I'm just blown away. I'm just truly blown away by the level of incentive on some of these vehicles because yes, we've had the car prices go sky high because well, everyone's still buying them. No, the fleets not, are still buying. More, them. Yeah. And now we're seeing the other end of the spectrum, which is $23,000 in discounts. That math doesn't math for all. Well, well not wrong. for you and I. From Selt, Jacques, thank you for the contribution. Thank Love you, you guys. so much. You saved me thousands of dollars when I purchased my new Subaru Premium Outback, and I purchased your extended warranty for thousands of dollars less. Keep on informing us. Car buyers, that's awesome. Yes, that, that really is. Especially, you know, to see that. Especially after there was a comment the other day, what value does this channel have? Um, you know, what? So, well, I guess it has some value still. Here, we'll go over to Ron. Hi, guys. Love the show. What do you think of the Chevy and the Trax affordable car? Wondering how it's performing. The Trax, everything that I've read about the Trax is that it's incredible. Like the price point's incredible. It the is. quality at that price point is incredible. Chevy did something really well there. It's almost yeah. like they brought you the Trax and then they brought you the Cialis. And you just, you know, one's a 300, uh, C, uh, um, uh, Celestic. And then one's a 300. That's going to keep your tracks hard, isn't it? <laughs> one's a $340,000 oh EV. You know. And one is a $25,000 affordable okay. vehicle. Yes. And and as people like to remind us, the the Celestique. Celestique. Okay. Me. Is a collector's car. Because uh, they're only going to produce 300 or 500 of them. They're they're hand built. Um, you know, I can I, I I don't know. I can think of other cars I'd rather collect than that. But that's just me. That, that, that's just me. You know. But I do want to hear more about how Cialis. Has no, Celestique. I apologize. No, it totally. It just it slipped yeah. through. Yeah. Didn't you say that fleet sales are still below pre-pandemic? They are. They're just about two percent below, below pre-pandemic. Yeah. Let's actually put that into perspective. So it might take me a moment to pull the data. Fleet sales are down 2% pre-pandemic. Yes. What were new new car seasonally adjusted sales rates? It was like 18, 19 million. Oh, no, it was never that high. 17 million? 17 million was like the best year. 17 million 17 was and a half million, year. something like that. Yeah. So let's take a quick peek. Let's yeah. see. Let's see, guys. Because 2%, we're saying that fleet sales are only down 2%. The seasonally adjusted sales rate right now is 15 Point seven million. Yeah. So fifteen point seven million. So we're still down one and a half million cars. At least, yeah. So that's about ten percent. So we're about ten percent below the seasonally adjusted, yeah. but we're only two percent below for fleet sales. I'm telling you, the, the the rental car companies 
want as many new vehicles as they can get. They're they're trying to rid themselves of their older high mileage vehicle because people are complaining about renting a car and getting in the damn thing and it's got 75,000 miles on it. Yeah, it's kind of wild. And and it's not like renting a car today is inexpensive. No. You know, so if you're going to pay a lot to rent the car, you you, you want to at least rent a nice car. We are going to see an influx of used inventory then from, but we'll do the used car market update tomorrow. We've, yeah, but it's not quality. No, no, no. It's used car inventory. Yeah. 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 From Roy's Place, Ray, Zach, I just made a purchase over the weekend, 2024 Chevy Silverado 2500 Limited Diesel or LT Diesel. Oh, LT Diesel. It worked out great. No add-ons or markups. MSRP out the door price. My score was $899. Couldn't shake off. 5.8% <laughs> interest rate. Yeah. Congratulations, Roy. That's yes. a very fair deal in today's market. We are I've got work on, to do. I want to get my credit score up to 899 We are going to touch on. The highest it's ever been was 824 There's a new, I don't even know if you saw this yet, but there's a new way to try and fit people into payments that we're going to talk about in a second because as, as uh, interest rates go up so much, Someone's got an 899 credit score and they can get approved for 5.8%. Yeah. It's making it hard for a lot of people. Pops, let's turn here from Squeegee Kid. Yeah. Thank you for the contribution. Any thoughts on Nissan discontinuing the Titan? Did you see this over the weekend? I did. You know, I, I'm sure they'll come out with another pickup truck. The Titan didn't sell well, though. Take a look at... Take a look at Nissan, take a look at Toyota, take a look at Honda, and notice how many vehicles they make and how many segments they're in. Mm -hmm. And it's like, even though certain vehicles don't sell well, they're st they still want to be in, in that segment. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, my guess is that they'll come out eventually with another pickup truck. It probably still won't sell well, but they don't want to give up being in that segment. Yeah. So makes you know, money if you can sell some 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 segments are better winners than others. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you look at you look at Mercedes or you look at BMW on the luxury side. I mean, look at how many models they have. Okay. There there isn't a niche that they're not trying to fill. Well. There isn't. Well, except for the affordable. Affordable, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. but but I mean, you know, from the one series, the two series, the three series, the four series, the five series, I mean, you know, and it just goes on and on and on. So, yeah, I mean, you think every one of those models sell well? No. Well, I don't think so. Yeah, so you think that <laughs> Nissan will bring back a pickup yes, truck? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, and it's not like they don't sell pickups all over the world. Yeah, they do. You know, when we were in St. Martin, I, how many Suzuki pickup trucks did we see? We, you don't even see Suzuki in this country anymore. Yeah. But Suzuki makes pickup trucks. Mazda makes pickup trucks. Just because they're not always here in this country. They're cash cows. You got to imagine they'll come back. Mark, thank you for being with us. Yes, thank for years you. Now we really appreciate thank you, Mark. your kind words and your contribution to what we're doing. All right. I want to turn our attention to inventory. Levels and Jarrett says, getting in late. What did Ford do wrong today? Blue oval, not blue enough. No, we weren't picking on Ford today, Jarrett. We were talking about fleet sales and how they are the life preserver for the auto industry right now and how they're using that to justify. Yeah, we, everything is good, gang. We, Everything's we, good. We thought we 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 cut Ford a break for the day, and well, you know, 
Maybe. Here we go. We've got the latest inventory data from uh, Automotive News. Okay. So let's take a quick peek at what's going on. We keep track of this, obviously, at CarEdge.com, but I wanted to, to look here. So we've got inventory units. We've got days supply for this month and days supply for last month. I know that's quite tiny on everyone's screen, but here are some trends that we're starting to see. At Ford, Dad, yes. inventory levels are down non-trivially. It was over 50,000 units month over month, and the day's supply of inventory at Ford has dropped nine days. Wow. From 60 to 51. That's a bad sign for consumers and a good sign for Ford. That means that pricing strength is there. Yeah. What are they attributed to? Well, they obviously they have 50,000 less units in inventory, so that's part of it. That stop who they, who, who'd they sell them to? That's a very good question. I don't know. But Ford inventories are down nine days, which is non-trivial. Yes. You've got for everything, including uh, Lincoln, it's still down nine days. Look at Acura, Dad. Acura inventories or days supply are down from 48 to 45. Only 21,500 Acuras in stock nationwide. Honda, it's going to go up over here on the right side. Let's scroll back up. Honda inventory is down from 26 days to 22 days. Wow. We know Honda's sales were up significantly last month. Well, 50, 50%. That contributed to a lower day's supply of inventory. It's going to be harder to negotiate on a Honda. Hyundai and Kia, uh, they're down here, Dad. They went from an 18 days supply to a 17 days supply. So Hyundai Kia is still going to be hard to come by. We've you know, we go around, we see this happening yeah. all the time. Mazda inventories, 23 day down to a 20 day supply. Subaru, I find this so interesting, Dad. 11-day supply down to a 9-day supply. So ultimately what you're seeing here is that things are not looking significantly better for new car inventory for a lot of the Asian brands. Yes. And even domestically with Ford, it's not looking better. I'm still confused, though, because Subaru, you can get non-trivial discounts yeah. off of their, you know, like Subaru Ascents, 6.5% off of MSRP. Outbacks, depending on the region, 5% off of MSRP. Mm -hmm. On vehicles that are still in relatively short supply. I'm I'm kind of confused yeah. by that personally. Look at this Toyota debt, down to a 20-day supply. <clears throat> Toyota continues to struggle to get inventory here in the United States. Volvo with a 49 days, a 51-day supply, excuse me, up from a 40-day supply. So when you start to look at that, yeah, it does corroborate at least a little bit what the <laughs> automakers are saying that things are good. Days supply of inventory is sadly going down, continuing yes. to go down for yes. those Asian automakers. What do you make of it? Um. I make that they that they fudge the numbers, maybe. You think? Yeah, I do. You really do? Yeah, I do. Come on, we've 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 walked on lots. We see all the cars. You know, now it's just an R. Ford, Ford, maybe. How about Stellantis? Maybe? Well, Stellantis wasn't on that. I, list. Yeah, I know, but 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 not Toyota, not Hyundai, not well, Kia, no, well, not well, Honda. Well, Hyundai, Kia, maybe. There's yeah. inventory building up there. Yeah, I, I mean, we drove past the Hyundai dealership yesterday, and and instead of having just one Ionic Six, I noticed three as we drove by. Um, when we drove past the VW dealer, uh, they were up to what, ten or eleven ID fours. Um, you know, so it's just it. I don't know. I he think doesn't the, believe the numbers. I think the numbers are fudged just a tiny little bit. We got from Bradley. I don't agree Thank with you, you on Bradley. that. Um, <laughs> with the last call scat pack being specialty of sorts, do you guys anticipate price lowering in December? No. 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 And the and and as more and more of them get sold and there's fewer left, 
then the, the last deal where it's holding on to any of them is, is going to be like the, a dealer I used to work for. And his theory was, if I hold on to it long enough, I'll have the only one left and somebody will have to pay what I'm asking. And uh, damn it, he was right. Until, until, <laughs> until yeah, uh, Dodge comes out with the last, last. Like, we didn't even have this queued up for today, but Mercedes-Benz with their AMGs. Yeah. They took out the eight-cylinder engine for the 2024 model. It's a four-cylinder with all sorts of hybrid stuff. Yeah. They have already announced yeah. that by 2026, they're bringing back the eight-cylinder. Oh, wait, I thought they were going all electric. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Like, let that <laughs> yeah. sink in for a moment. Yeah. So it's like, oh, it's going to be the last V8 Mercedes-Benz mm. AMG. Yeah. And then three years later, they're bringing it well, back. Dodge, well, but, I bet you Dodge does the same but, thing. But the yeah. reason, if I may, and I'm not going to stick up for Mercedes, but the reason they did that was chip-wise. That was during the height of the chip shortage. Eh. It was also the, like, and, and, the engine. And know. they realize that if they bring back the V8. Yeah, more people will buy it. More people will buy it. And they also realize that nobody's buying their damn electric vehicles. Yeah. That's so, you know, they need to do something to make some money. Thank you, Grant. We appreciate yeah, your you. contribution. I recently found you guys after I got sideswiped. I'm sorry to hear that. And my truck got totaled. The information you guys provide is priceless, and I can't thank you enough for helping everyone here get the best deal possible. Well, and thank to stay you. informed. Thank, thank you for that. Yes, we appreciate that. And that's the whole idea of what it is that we try to do. And when we do these shows or our other videos, uh, they are meant to be not only informational, uh, in some cases inspirational, and always educational and entertainment. Absolutely. All right, I want to remind everyone the way we are helping folks, especially this week, is we have our first ever Car Edge sales event on Saturday. We will be live from Staten Island, literally in the middle of the showroom, doing a live stream all this upcoming Saturday. If you're in the New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Connecticut area. Yeah, if you just feel like schlepping to Staten Island because there's just so much there to see. Come join us. We really, yeah. really want you to. But also, even if you're nationwide, we are doing vehicle shipping. We have pre-negotiated pricing. So right now you're looking at some of the pre-negotiated prices, Super Legacy, Super Outbacks, the Solterra. Look at this Solterra, for example. $3,000 off nearly from the dealer and then $7,500 in federal tax incentives if you were to lease the thing. That's That, that price isn't looking so bad. It's yeah. still the Subaru Solterra, so I'm not sitting here recommending a Solterra. You know, I, but I'm just saying. I saw one yesterday when we were driving around. Yeah, I saw one too. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. They're not bad looking. Well, I wouldn't get looking. that. I wouldn't get that carried away. We've got obviously like <laughs> Ram pickup trucks and things like that as well. Let's pull this. They're not here. nearly as good looking as my Clubman. Look at this, Dad. Eleven thousand dollars off. There's a $4,000 RAM incentive right now, plus the dealer discount of 10%. So anyway, my point being, please, 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 all you have to do to see this inventory is when you're on the car search, you just toggle trusted dealer, and that'll okay. pull that in. Please join us. If you're in the area, we would love to see you. I'm actually driving up to Staten Island right after the show today to go talk to the salespeople, make sure they fully understand the prices can't change, gang. Everything's got to go the way it's supposed to go. Anything, uh, you know, there should be no, no smoke and mirrors. Everything should be. Very, very simple. All that's back at carage.com. Now, Pops, yep. let's do our favorite segment of the week. Winners and Oh, no. no, really? You gotta be kidding me. All right, so this was just put up on Twitter right before we hopped on. And I find it to be concerning, yes. to say the least. This comes from CDG over on Twitter, a worthy account to be following. We thought we'd get flying cars. Yeah. Instead, car payments are so high that AutoNation just introduced six to 12 month, quote, micro leases. 
Well, that, that that's like a shorter term um, regular lease at a uh, at a longer term short term rental. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Let's really break down why this is really yeah. going to be Car prices are so unaffordable. Yes. Which I see it every day now that I'm desking these deals. Yes. It's ridiculous how expensive these cars are. You can get the payments down, but the prices are insane. But that what they're doing is they're finding ways to – you only want to spend $750 a month? Here is a 6- to 12-month micro-lease. Yes. That is not a good financial decision. Yeah, and how much of that do you own at the end? Here you go from AJ. You will own nothing, rent, rent everything. everything. Uh, what's that What's that big Aaron's Rentals? Is that what it is? What's Aaron's Rentals? You know, where, where, where you can rent your furniture and your TV. and Standard yeah. rental. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! So that's that's going to be the whole thing. It's just going to be cars, everything. This is the, hey. Let's be very real. The industry is pushing in this direction. They want you to not own a car. They want yeah. you to be able to push a button, and you know you leased, and now you you don't get it back. And I mean, the industry is definitely pushing in that direction. I I personally, I want them to bring back the subscriptions. You really do. I do. I thought, you know, when Volvo for a short time had a subscription service that made a tremendous amount of sense, um, the minimum amount of time you could keep it was, I think, 90 days. Okay. Uh, you could you could swap cars. Yeah, I remember the lease. They program. covered or the they, they subscription had, program. They covered, they covered insurance and maintenance. Yep. And, you know, it was like $750 a month for one of their cheap cars. And that was all in. Let that sink in, though. But it was all in. It wasn't $750 plus insurance. It wasn't $750 plus insurance and maintenance. I hear you. It was seven, And you can, and if the car broke down, they brought you another one. All right. So he is officially team I sign up for a payment. I, I think subscription makes sense where you know you could you could keep it a, a year three years two years whatever it is three months but i'm very surprised to hear this no, i think i i think when when almost 20 percent of car payments are a thousand dollars a month or more i think subscriptions start to make sense and the fact that let's say you really only needed a car for three months or let's say you let's say you you, you go into the subscription service mm-hmm. and in three months your life changes. No, I hear you, man. You sound you like can you just sound like the take, marketing team for take your car back. You sound like the marketing team for these folks. It's all good, man. You do you well then I'll go to work for Volvo. You know, maybe <laughs> they'll pay me more. Who knows? <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not I'm not team micro lease, I'm not team subscription, I'm team negotiating out the door price. Yeah, fair deal. I want to remind everyone, everything that we do, every single thing that we do that can help you with anything except for micro leases and subscriptions, it's back at CarEdge.com. <laughs> Obviously, we're pushing the sales event, so if you're curious where that is, come read the FAQs. It's right here on the homepage. All the normal stuff we do to help you, right? Just scroll right back down. Buying a car just got a whole lot easier. We have all of our different services, consults, the data, the coaching, the warranty products, auto home, renters insurance, all the various tools, the report, black book, out the door calculator. If you're selling a car right now, Godspeed. Oh, and don't forget, come on, the most Godspeed. important, the community. Community, yep, right yeah. under resources. We've got community, deal school, dealer reviews, free guides, free data. 
our shop. I, yeah, the sell, man. I'm just in disbelief. Like, we're going to talk about used car prices tomorrow. <clears throat> They're just getting crushed. They're just getting crushed. Mm-hmm. But retail prices aren't coming down. Anyway, we'll talk, about that. we'll talk about that. <laughs> I'm going to drive up to Staten Island. Yeah, please say hi to all my friends there. For I me. will. Yeah. I will say hi. Get a slice of pizza for me. I am somewhere. not going to get a slice of pizza. I don't blame you. And, and if you did, don't go back to the place we went to because that a a a even if I lived in the in the neighborhood, that place wasn't worth the drive. And B, driving from here to there, it's definitely not worth the drive. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to talk about the used car market. Then tune in 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. here on the East Coast. Thank you, Pops. No, thank you, Handsome. And uh, please drive safely uh, up to uh, Staten Island so that we can see you back here tomorrow at noon.